Guys, listen. This episode you're about to listen to was recorded a little bit ago. They're not all guys, Monet. There's some, some people who are ladies and people who don't identify. Oh their my way. god! So maybe, I don't. <sighs> maybe watch your language, Bob. Watch my fucking nuts on your chin, bitch. Well, anyway, y'all, listen up. What we're basically saying is this was, we are saying some stuff that sounds like we're not going by the rules of quarantine, but this was before quarantine had ever had happened. And when we were trying to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, and the episodes are cute, and we want y'all to hear them. So that's why we're releasing it. Money, do you want to say goodbye to the gentleman? <sighs> thank you, guys. I mean, thank you, people. <laughs> My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. This week, we discuss international trade. We talk about food habits. And we find out what made Bob say this. I imagine if you put just put a condom on the cheese and wrap it, then you gonna it's gonna end up turning into yogurt. And we found out what made Monet say this. Oh my god, that is literally the fucking cheesiest fucking joke I've ever heard in my life. I pressed three um, before you. Well, that's not gonna help with editing, so it's not a race. I mean, I pressed it on three. We said, oh, okay, and this is literally proof that we do the one, two, three, just so we're all clear, but go off. And I'm just gonna make this clear. The difference between one, two, three, and I've said this 19 times, we always say one, two, three when we are apart. When we're sitting in front of each other, I don't say one, two, three, because we don't have to sync up our microphones. Well, it's not about syncing up, it's just about the process. No, it is about, the only reason we say one, two, three is to sync up our mics. That's literally the only reason we do that. But it becomes part of the process. It becomes part of the process. It's part of your process. It's your process. I like familiarity. I like routine. I like those things, mama. Okay, then live with that, Mary, but don't try to force it on me. Don't try to force your lifestyle on me, Mom. Well, we're doing it from now on. Anyway, how are you doing, Bob? You, well, you know that's not true. Like, yeah. we're not, I, I'm not <laughs> going to start doing something just so you can hip-hop and feel cute about yourself. We our mic. Hip-hop. I'll tell you this. Hip-hop. When you, and I, when you and I are recording on one microphone, we will not be fake syncing up microphones. Oh, well, we will. And I want to see you stop me, boo. Who going to check me, boo? Who gonna check I mean, me, boo? The, the point is, you can't make me do it. Like, you're trying to make me do it. How are you gonna make me do it? Because I won't start talking until we do it. Then, bitch, we'll never do a podcast again. <laughs> also, that's not true. You will talk because you've done it every other time I didn't do it, you talked. I have a whole did. bunch of evidence of it. I still did it in my you head. Oh my God, you are so ridiculous. You you're are ridiculous. ridiculous. You know, I'm sitting right now. Oh, no, wait, this needs to be timeless. Never mind. Um, Do you well, know where you said we can say we can say when we record these? So just so you guys know, some of these we bank. We like record some podcasts and we bank them so that we can release things. Now, uh, first of all, I know y'all gonna be saying, "Bitch, when? When have you ever banked episodes so you can release them?" <laughs> well, now that we're doing, we're turning over a new leaf. We're starting new. This is twenty twenty. We finally I have it's our eighth. I think it's our eighth new leaf we've turned over. <laughs> <laughs> we got well lucky for us there are a lot of trees a lot of leaves um and yeah. we are now assigned to a nice podcast agency starburns audio and they're gonna help us so, produce these podcasts um so where are you right now what time what time is it and where are you it is um 4 20 in the afternoon oh, here 420 oh shit 420 have you did you ever participate in 420 back in your days when you were a heathen no, never not once. Work. Um, yeah, it is four twenty in the afternoon. I was in. I mean, I was in school, so like I was. Uh, so you couldn't smoke weed in school. Like, what are you, a child? Not while I was in class, I was in class. Okay, four twenty. Every four twenty that happened, you were in class. That's literally just I'm impossible. Talking the, I'm talking about the time. That's what I'm saying. At four twenty, every like in college, well, no not one. On, not on not on Saturdays and Sundays. Right, so I'm saying, did you ever? But 420 is not about a time, babe. It's about the date. It's about April 20th. That's what that's what 420 well, signifies. Some people also get lit at 420. Lots of people celebrate it in different ways. 
Okay. Um, oh my god. I had a friend who celebrated when he when he was twenty and his son was four. <laughs> oh my god. That's literally not the true. Whole year. Anyway, um yeah, I am in Melbourne, Australia right now. And I love Melbourne because honestly, it is one of the cities I've had the best dick dates in my life. I feel like whenever you talk about cities you like, you never you you don't talk about anything about the cities besides like having sex with some guy and that's why you like the city. <laughs> Honestly, that's the catalyst for me. Like, in cities oftentimes, it's a city that has good trade. We talked about this before. I, I mean... I also think you have a weird concept of what... Um, like, I think that... Like, for example, you hooked up with a guy with a big dick from the UK, so you think that everyone in the UK has big dicks, and that's just not true. Okay, I don't literally think that, Bob. I'm just... I don't literally think everyone... Let it, first of all, that is impossible. Also, you have this thing where you think that you have this, like, recipe for this, for finding out when people have big dicks, and it's impossible. It is random. Big I dicks... I do not have a recipe. Yes, you... Well, you you want to said that to you? You're, you're one of those people, oh, if you're a tall, skinny this, you probably have a big dick. You do that shit all the time. You have never heard me say that oh once in your life. Oh, my God! I I wish we had friends here, Bob. You always be like, I, I wish we had like, I wish we had like a oh. podcast or something, so we could record ourselves. And if someone caught me saying that, it'd be on camera. Bob, you have absolutely, you have said that so many times. I don't even have the energy to argue about it because I know it's true, that's, and I cannot wait n- for one of our friends to listen to this. And and no, I and, think you're confusing the fact that I am attracted to tall, skinny guys, but that is not. I'm, I'm also. Oh, not so you hate fat people? So, so 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 you hate fat people? You say it again. So you hate. So you hate you, fat I people? I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, I am attracted to tall skinny guys but I don't um, exclusively hook up I'm also not exclusively attracted to guys with big dicks that's not like a part of my um, that's not part of who I am but I, I am attracted to tall, I'm also not exclusively attracted to tall skinny guys my partner is Jacob is five uh, I think six and Ezra is five nine. Oh, Ezra is that tall Ezra is tall. Yeah. I mean, 5'9", he's average height. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, because Ezra is a, a trans man, so 5'9 is tall for a trans man. Um, but on the on the uh, average for guys, Ezra is pretty average. Work. How tall are you? I'm 5'11 and three quarters. Three whole, like like you have three quarters in your head? Like 5'11 with three quarters up there? Stacks flat or uh, tall? Oh my god, that is literally the fucking cheesiest fucking joke I've ever heard in my life. I'm Do you know how to. wide a quarter? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if that's the cheesiest joke. But I did watch your show the other day, and the opening line was "Welcome to the exchange rate," where the money puns aren't just funny; they make sense. So I think that's pretty cheesy. <laughs> that's a great joke. <laughs> so since we're since we're talking about people who who order cheese, let's talk about that cheesy ass joke. Have you ever hooked up with someone with an uncut guy that just had so much cheese under the dick? Not even once. Really? Not even one time has that ever happened to me. That has happened to me, and it was in the moment. Oh, he was a very attractive guy, and the dick was a little cheesy. And in the moment, to be very honest, I was like, oh, if we just put a condom on it, it doesn't matter. But then, but then, like, that was really a split second after that. I just... I was like, yeah, we can't do this. And I just made up an excuse that I had, that I didn't realize at the time and I had to go down. And he was really upset, but I was like, I mean, you literally have brie under the hood of your dick. Like, it just was not yeah, going to work. I imagine if you put just put a condom on the cheese and wrap it, then you gonna, it's going to end up turning into yogurt. I don't know. Like, you don't want <laughs> like, it's going to... It's going to evolve into something new. You're okay, making, you're making aged cheese. <laughs> First of all, okay, we're not we're not fucking for a century. It would have been like maybe 25 minutes. That's not enough time for anything to happen. I think the friction speeds things up. The friction <laughs> is is the aging is an aging process. <laughs> what do I know? I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, where are you at right now, bitch? I am in. Well, I can't really say where I am because Why? it's supposed to be like a secret because I'm filming with the HBO show and we don't release the names of the towns we're in. Oh, my God. Um, what do you mean, oh, my God? This is part of my um, deal with HBO. What are you, oh, my God? I just I just saw a picture on my screen. That's what I, oh, my God. What was the picture? It was something. I can't really talk about it because um, I'm here in Melbourne and I can't talk about what's on the screen. Screen of my phone. Well, Monet, well, can you keep our goddamn podcast to what's good? Now, the, now everyone listening is like, what the fuck is Monet talking about? Can you not do that to our listeners, please? 
Don't um, we put our listeners through enough with not releasing anything at any point in time? Can you no. at least, when we have them, can you be nice to them? We've been really good on our Patreon. Our Patreon's been going well. Yeah, because, well, what have you been releasing on Patreon? I put that picture of that crunchy-ass dress you made me a couple years ago. Oh, not a picture. Oh, watch out, everybody. I'm ready to post it. And I also made a whole, I also edited our whole vlog of us recording our commercial while you over there laughing and kikiing. I am kikiing. I'm having a good time. You don't even have a good time? <laughs> but God, you're so annoying. I also want the fans to know that I have, well, I don't know when this is airing, but I have officially launched uh, my only child. Uh, we did the first episode where we watched me, Nick, Mateo, uh, Kennedy, and Jacob watch The Color Purple. Me and a bunch of white people watch The Color Purple. I'm about to say, I have, a, I have a question. How long have all your friends been white? <laughs> Literally not one know. person of color. Well, that's not completely true, just so you know. Mateo okay, Mateo, but he is white presenting and white passing. That does not change Mateo from I know, I'm, I'm just saying. Passing. I'm just saying he is white presenting and white passing. And I think you also know that not all of my friends are white, but all those friends in that moment were indeed white. Okay. I can just I can just only speak on what I see. So Yeah, and, and I'm saying you see that I have lots of friends who aren't white, but in that moment you saw that there were those were the people at my house at that time. Okay. Yeah. I'm For example, gonna... like whenever whenever I'm hanging out with you and Larry and uh, Tislarm, uh, like a show rehearsal, whatever, I don't think that in some ways that all of my friends are black. But well, in that moment, that's I am hanging out with just black people. That's not hanging. You're not hanging out. You're at work with. Just so we're clear. Um, anyway, but um, I'm happy also, that you. Just so we're clear, when I when, when Larry came to my apartment to watch Game of Thrones with me and my Puerto Rican friend Alfredo and my Jewish boyfriend and my white friends and my other Mexican friend, then yeah, it was very diverse. What you, please, Mom? please, what other Mexican how about, friend? How about, what other Mexican about, friend? Please tell me. What other Mexican friend? I'm talking about Mateo. Also, oh um, Ezra is also Mexican. Who who are all? Who are all your um, non-white friends? I have many friends. Tislarm. Um, um, don't don't com- name. That's when you're working. Uh, no, Tislarm and I actually hang it out and do if, things. If you're work, if you're Tislarm and I hang working, out and do things outside of Sipping Rivalry. Just so we're I will clear. call Tislarm right now and ask him. Um, my friend Kami, my best friend Kamika. Um, my best friends Dewan and Arcia from college. Those are all people of color that I hang with all the time. And I all have to time. say, like, like, yeah. like when is like when is all the time? Arcea, like if I text Kamika right now and ask her when's the last time you hung out, what would she say? When she came to New York for Christmas. Oh, at Christmas! Yeah, that was, the last, know, fully, that was the last time. That's the last. That's the last February. Okay, that was the last time I was it's home fully to hang February. out. Yeah, that was the last time I was home to hang out. Um, and uh, my friends, the one RC, RC was literally at my house the weekend before I left to go to Australia. So, oh uh, wow, you have a friend that I don't know about that I can't confirm. <laughs> RC, you know RC. She's my friend. She's one of my friends that you'd be like talking shit about. But I'm not gonna say what it is. But I want to preserve. Maybe you guys will be friends. I don't talk shit about your friend. You tell me the friend who the friend who's always late every time y'all hang out. And I say why your friend always late. Oh I have never met Arcia, but all I know is you keep saying I'm hanging out with Arcia, and then you always say, "Well, she's supposed to be here an hour ago." I hope she don't listen to this podcast. But if she does listen, Arcia knows she late. Arcia knows she be late all the time. I have never met Arcia once. All I'm saying is she's late every time y'all hang out. Wow, you just love to 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 just hate on the black woman, huh? Also, um, I mean, not that I have to prove to you how many Mexican friends I have. But <laughs> oh also my god! For the, for the point of reference, Omar is also Mexican. <laughs> Omar is not your friend. He's your he's your employee. Omar is my friend. Omar when do you is when, my when did you and Omar hang out? When's the last, last time you and Omar hang, hang out? Hung out. I'm about to tell you. Last time we know where I got was at Playhouse. We both went to Look Queen together. Oh my God! That's oh my God! Are you you're so, why do you oh my Godding? I don't work there. He doesn't work there. We such, both went to oh, oh bullshit. I don't understand what you're oh my Godding. We both went to Look Queen together. What? Where is the oh my God? I, I'm I'm genuinely confused. What does that mean? Who is I, the I, I, I'm I'm not being funny. I genuinely want you to explain what you mean by that. Oh my God. Nothing. Nothing, Bob. Work. Also, just for the record, I text his arm and ask him when the time last time you two hung out outside of work, and he texts back with a bunch of laughing emojis. So okay, I would say that? it was a long time ago. That's not true because Tizam knows that you and I do that. First of all, Tizam has traveled the world at this point. Tizam texts me back and said like a year ago. 
his office is so, so bullshit. So when was the last time you and Tizlam hung out <laughs> no. when you weren't working? Oh my god, Tizlam is doing a thing. But I'm, I'm just want to know when was the last time you and Tizlam were just hanging out so much without work? This was in October, maybe about. So, you, so you think Tizlam's a lying piece of shit? <laughs> Is Tizlarm lying or are you lying? Which one of y'all is lying? I'm just genuinely curious. I think our fans know that you have a history of uh, bending the truth. To that is literally not true. That's you. That's literally you. I just don't ever have, I just don't have the energy to argue with you. I just let it go. Like Elsa. I just well, let it well, go. Now you arguing with me. Now you argue with me and Tislarm. Yeah, I'm arguing, I'm arguing with you into the fucking unknown. Can we move on? And you said, and according to you, you and Tislarm are hanging out right now. <laughs> According to you, you and Tizlam are right now just kicking it, <laughs> hanging out, cooling in the gang. Yeah, I flew him to Australia. That's how That's how I care about my friends of color, Bob. You fake lying. You're so full of shit with your fake lying ass. <laughs> when they, these fans might believe this bullshit you be spinning, but I know the real tea. I know the truth. Y'all fans believe this, this shit if y'all want to. Oh, my God. You are literally the most exhausting human Money, being. I'm what they call the business and motherfucking truth speaker. <laughs> I, tr- I speak the truth. You are the most exhausting human being on the face of the planet. Well, bitch, take this cardio and add it to your fucking points. <laughs> what the fuck are you even saying? Anyway. Oh, man, I, said if, I said, if you're exhausted, take this cardio and add it to your points, mama. I heard what you said. It was just ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> I can't even formulate a sentence. One of, my so... biggest pet, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people start sentences but don't be like, don't have a plan. Because I have a plan, but you are—you have literally drained me. I feel like you're a succubus. And you have, you're a succubus, so and you have annoying. just drained everything out of me. I literally can't even. My brain feels like mush because you're just succubus everything out of my my brain. I'm so exhausted. Well, bitch, this is you all the time because you always be starting to. You'd be like, so when do uh, if uh, uh, that's literally not true. Anyway, Monet, you literally just did it. You can we? I'll be editing this episode, so I'll just play this back like five times since you swear you don't ever do that. I did. I, okay, I literally never said I don't ever do it. I just said that's not what just. I just that's just not what just happened. Is what I'm. Just, I mean, it did happen. No, you I'm said, saying you said. Oh, so 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 what did you say, Monet? What did you say? Oh my god, oh my god, I really want to cry. I literally they cry, cry, bitch. I literally want to cry. I knew I should have started this podcast with Serena Chacha. I guess my better judgment I did it with you, and here we are. I cannot believe you just made fun of Serena Chacha. That is so shady. <laughs> I did not make fun of her. What are you talking about? Are you trying to hang out, trying to prove that you know more people of color by, <laughs> by throwing Serena Chacha's name in the mix? Have you ever listened to her music or, her, or watched her music videos? I have listened to every single song she has ever released. Work. How many does she have? Maybe like five. Are you like you just because you cause you just like bored and you wanted to, or you were like, oh my god, Serena just released music, I want to listen to it. Because I think her perspective on music is strange. Uh, she released some tracks that I think to myself sometimes, I can't believe you released that. So I just keep listening. One of my favorite uh, uh, drag songs is um, Alaska. No. No, no, don't change the subject. We're going to talk about you trying to get me to say shady shit about Serena Cha Cha. I didn't. And, I, and, I, and I'm about, so, so why are you mentioning Serena Cha Cha's music? I'm talking about it because it is what I would consider like music that a lot of people, a lot of the fans, the comments are really mean. People don't like the music. So I end up watching it to see what they're talking about. Sometimes I agree. And I'm like, <laughs> this is some insane music. So what are, what are your opinions on her music? I have literally never heard a song. I've never watched a video. I just know that she has released music. Honestly, until you said you listened to it, I wasn't even 100% sure that she had music out. You so full of shit. I'm, so that is the, that so is the gospel. That is the truth. I literally did not know. that. I, I literally had no idea. I've seen people talk about it, and I have never listened or seen a video. So I don't know definitively that she has music out. I don't the know if she was a feature in someone. You are... The only people who know the real you are me and those fans that you were rude to at DragCon. <laughs> Everyone else knows the fake Monet Exchange. Which I'm convinced up to this date that they had to have. It was one of those fans that didn't know if who was the other. Because literally, I have literally never. I just think that they thought I was you and you were me. To this so day. So what about the fans who Because you, because everyone, said, everyone knows you. Everyone knows you to be the mean, surly girl. And that's just not even being, about, being funny. That's just the fact. 
But my question is, what about the fans who say stuff like, oh my God, I had this exact same experience with Monet at a completely <laughs> different event. That is so literally not they, true. None of them said that. None of them said that. You're such a liar. Monet, well, I guess now I'm going to have to go back to all the screen grabs that I took because I knew you would make up some shit like this and swear up and down this didn't happen. They never so said at a, different, at a different thing. They would say, oh, my God, me too that day. Monet looked like she was out of it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They never said, oh, at this completely unrelated place, I had the same experience. You know that's not true. Really? So when, so when I read this back to you and send you the screen grabs, are you going to admit that I was right? No. E- even then, you will still swear up and down that I uh, because that it doesn't I exist. Made up some. It doesn't exist. All right. Also, send well, it to me as well. Send it to me as well because you like to make up stuff. You like to edit stuff, just like you edited that ring on your finger nineteen times, pretending that you that this was your ring. That's the kind of person Bob I'm the drag sure. queen is, so that the fans know that that's the kind of person you are. The person who would take old pictures of you and your family and edit a ring to make it seem that it is yours. That's the girl who's on this podcast, and that's who I'm talking to right now. So just so the fans can remember, hey, true girl, Bob was amazing and seemed genuinely nice. She was conversing a lot with oh, fans. Oh, send them to me as well, and please. True, and true with Monet, she wasn't that interested in meeting fans. No shade, he he. While I was waiting my turn, I was watching both of them with amazement because it was my first drag con. And notice Monet was just over it with most of the fans. It was also <laughs> awkward to see. But Bob is really a queen for the people. Oh my God. I had the exact same experience with sibling rivalry. Bob was really friendly, talking in my uh, drag and sassing me a bit, whereas Monet just looked so bored and everything felt like it was just bothering her. Okay, you said a completely different ex- um, place. See, so you are a liar, mom. No, you said, one is yes, a drag that, con oh my and God. one is a sibling rivalry. No, they're talking about the sibling rivalry booth. They're not talking about sibling rivalry you, you, Spokane. Well, you're assuming. No, you're we assuming know. We know. We know. You know that. You are so, no, it oh says God. at sibling rivalry. And at you sibling rivalry. Because that's what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, our show. Bob, no, they're talking about that sibling rivalry. We literally had a sibling rivalry boot. There was literally a sign behind us that said sibling riverly. So, so you surmised from that that they couldn't possibly be talking about one of the three stops that we did or one of the I'm surmising uh, that, you're, that you're a liar. So and you listen, from one of the 10 stops we did in, the, in Canada or six or 10, however many shows we did in Canada. If you will lie about a ring, I don't know what else you lie about. Because to me, that well, was going the extra well, mile just, of taking pictures and doctoring them and changing them around. I mean, that is going the that is going the extra mile to lie and deceive well, a, your 1.1 million fans. No, it's not. You literally told me, oh, so now you're going to double down or triple down on this lie? This is going well, too saying, far. I just... I just sent you the screen grabs and I will be posting them to our uh, Patreon well, page. Well, so for all we know, know, for all we know, you edited those and they're not real. For all we know, because yeah, you, you know, showed yourself to be that kind of person. I'm just for saying. For all we know, all three of these people confused us. Like three completely different people on three completely different occasions said that Monet was being nasty, mean, and rude. Perhaps and into the unknown. But do you want to take this time to apologize to the fans? Do you want to take this time to confirm that you are not a, de- a deceptive person who edits pictures to lie to your 1.1 million what, fans? In politics, this is what they call uh, reflecting. <laughs> no, what you're doing is spinning. When someone asks you, you're it's, spinning. It's like when someone, it's like when someone asks you, like. But Trump, what about this? And then you say, but her emails. You, That's you literally what you're doing. Me. That is what you're doing. You are you are the Republican Party of this podcast. Monet, you just butter emailed me, and I can't believe you, you just did are that. the lying Republican Party of this podcast, bitch. All I'm saying is, I have a couple of fans here saying I was nice and lovely, and you were a mean, nasty bitch. Um, All I'm saying is that you're a Republican. So moving on. So well, when, when I, I, I think we know which one of us. <laughs> I think we know which one of us is a Republican. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think we. <laughs> what? No, now I, she's mad at you. She probably. I don't give a fuck. Um, but you said she unfollowed you. She did unfollow me on Twitter. What did you do? What did you do? Was it when y'all were like uh, splitting the bill over lunch? Y'all got to a fight. <laughs> no, I think when that whole thing with with her and Whoopi happened. By the way, we're t- to the any fans who doesn't know, we're talking about Megan McCain. Yeah, when the whole thing with her and Whoopi happened, when 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 Whoopi was like, "Girl, please stop talking." When that whole thing happened, I commented, I was like, yes, Whoopi, work. I fucking live. And she probably got mad at that. Who? I honestly really don't give a fuck. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. 
<laughs> Fuck that bitch. Anyway, um, so I want to talk about traveling and food because we both have very particular eating habits on the road, and I think that they're very interesting. Well, what are your eating habits on the road? Well, when I go for long, for example, when I've been on the road with um, Work the World for the whole month of February um, in Australia and um, parts of Asia, I. Um, I've worked out every day so far, which I feel very good about. But I'm also trying to not eat bread and make, like, minuscule changes. Like, on the first day, I bought, like, a whole bunch of bananas and oatmeal. And I was like, every morning, I'm going to have oatmeal and bananas. So I'm not because Because, you know, eating on the road is hard. It's so tough. You get done so late, and you're hungry and blah, 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 blah. So I'm trying to, like, change my eating habits so I'm eating healthier. Um, but it's so hard because you have like cheese and crackers and chips and beers and ciders, everything just readily available for you in the green room and stuff. But I've made, but I went to the supermarket to get different things, so I'm eating healthier. You drink beer? Uh, I like ciders. In the UK and Australia, they love ciders, so I like I. Well, more so in Australia, they always have ciders in the green room. Are you, room, so are you trying to like lose weight or something? The beer doesn't help you lose weight. What are you talking about? I'm asking if you're trying to lose weight. No, I'm just trying not to balloon. Because I tend to balloon when I go away on tours. Which well, you don't. You, should, you, like, lose weight on tours. Well, because I... Well, when I'm on tour, I usually just... Uh, someone orders for us, and I usually just order grilled chicken. Or, like, a grill, or, or a chicken Caesar salad. Or um, when I'm in the UK, I order the peri-peri wings, which is grilled chicken. Um, okay, but there's one thing between banana, eating and grilled I, chicken, and you'll get, like, a wing roulette, which is 19 chickens. Yeah, but they're but it's grilled. Okay, they're wings. There's like fourteen of them. And they're just grilled. <laughs> it's grilled chicken wings. It's not unhealthy, uh, but but I love this little spin you're trying to put on there. And I also um, drink muscle milk sometimes to replace meals because I don't like to do a show with food in my body. So I'll drink a muscle milk before the show uh, as a meal replacement, and then after the show I have some grilled chicken wings or a grilled chicken salad or something like that. Um, and I eat bananas. I eat a lot of bananas on the road. I will also, you do eat a lot of bananas. Um, it also is, but okay. I'm saying that when you have so many wings, when you have so much chicken, I don't think it's it, it's it's helping. I feel like it's because you, eventually you just start eating a lot of calories because you're eating like so much chicken. You see what I'm but saying? But you also realize that like 14 uh, chicken wings is probably the equivalent of like maybe two chicken breasts. Like, it's, chicken what? wings don't have that much meat on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because you. You're honest that the meat on a chicken wing is not that much meat compared to a chicken breast. Yeah, well, not in this day. Not them fucking uh, um, Manjo's chicken that's big as hell. Well, I mean, I think the proof is in the fact that I lose weight on tour. <laughs> okay, you um, know, but there, I do, I do lose weight on tour. That's not like a, that's not like a, I'm making up a, fan, a fantasy thing. When usually whenever I go on tour, I usually come back um, a little bit thinner because like how I many pounds? Real chick- I don't weigh myself before and after, but whenever I come back, folks are usually like, "Wow, you like you lost a little weight," and it's because I eat grilled chicken and um, bananas and muscle milk on the road. That's it. Well, I also with Kim, and Kim likes to go out to restaurants and we go to like really cool places. Like also, you know, because you and I are not like huge sightseeing people. Like we're not like one of those like Miss Cracker, Cracker Tracker. Every city, we're not like going to the this and the that and the sites. So my answer to that is I like to go to really nice restaurants or go to like places that I would never have eaten before because I like I like I like enjoying like a fierce meal that's somewhere that I have never eaten before, or, like a different cuisine. You don't fancy that though. Yes. No, I'm not like a crazy. I'm not really into. I'm not really like a foodie, or not really into food a lot. Um, yeah. So I looked it up. A grilled chicken wing has about um, thirty to forty-eight calories in it, and fourteen of them is four hundred twenty calories. So it's really not that much. It's really not that much. But how is how is it? What is that? What is that compared to a chicken breast? How many how many calories is a chicken breast? Um, how many calories on a grilled chicken breast? Let's see, grilled chicken. Breast calories. Um, a grilled chicken breast has about two hundred and forty-eight cal, two hundred eighty-four calories. Hmm. Work. So that's almost exactly what I said about about two chicken breasts. About, but um, it's not is. I'm kidding. 
Um, but yeah, that's just what I eat on the road. And I also find that it's easier for me to eat healthy on the road because I'm not ordering my own food. And it's easier to just say the same thing over and over again. So whenever they come to me, like when I'm filming for We're Here, I almost always get a grilled chicken press almost every single time. You don't like to change it up, though? You don't be getting bored and shit? I'm not really crazy about food like that. I, uh, food doesn't bore me, um, and nor does it really excite me. Like, I, I don't, like, I, my dick doesn't tingle for food. I'm not like, I gotta get some food. Like, I, I would, I don't know. I just never been crazy about food. Huh. That's really interesting. Why is that so interesting? Well, also, I grew up a fat kid, and I was like, I used to, like, get in trouble for, like, trying to, like, sneak chicken out the box. I mean, I was a big kid too, but I was—I don't think I was as big as you. I've seen pictures. You were a little bigger than I was. I was—you <laughs> were fatter than you were just fatter than I was. This is not like shade. I think that you had more body what fat. Are these, what are these young pictures of me you've seen? Well, you showed us. I mean, I saw pictures of you like in high school, and you showed me those pictures of you with that cape on when you what went cape? to uh, the, you went to the uh, the the Saint Lucian parade thing. <laughs> it's called Carnival. It was you with your, Carnival with your little uh, uh, young Monet titties <laughs> that grew up into old Monet titties. <laughs> so you were just a—I mean, you were just a bigger kid than I was. It's not—it's not a read. I just, we just—I mean, I was like a solid kid, but I'm also—I'm just a dense person. I'm just like a—I've always been. Not always. There was a period of time where I was really dense. skinny. There was a period of time where I was really slim, but even when I was slim, I was still like dense. I would see guys like my height and my size, and I would just weigh more than them. I don't know. I I knew you like when you were like relatively skinny, and you you are a dense person. But I guess yeah, I was like one eighty five back then. Like like me and Alfredo are about the same height and size, but I still weigh more than he does. What? I don't think you were ever Alfredo's size when I knew you. Well, back when Alfredo, Alfredo was like, when, when Alfredo was like really going in it, like when he was like dancing a lot and when he was like really, really super Alfredo-y. I don't know the last time we saw Alfredo. We're about the same size right now. Well, Alfredo right now, I'm like, saying, but back in the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Alfredo used to be, yeah, I mean, me and Alfredo kind of got big, not big, we're not big, we just turned 30, <laughs> we and Alfredo are about the same age, and when we both breached 30, whatever, we have kind of just grown together. Like as I started growing, he started growing. Too. He started growing too. I say we're we're linked. It's like you know how like Sam Smith and Adele always gain weight and lose weight together. Not not not. Like Adele is skinty and Sam Smith is living his life. She's like skinny, skinny, skinny. She yeah, she's skinny girl. I was like work. But then have you seen this thing? People are saying that you shouldn't celebrate people being skinny because you don't like you you shouldn't celebrate people losing weight because you don't know why they lost weight well i mean that's fair i mean i i don't i'm not out here like saying work girl you're skinny but i I, but if someone is like proud of their losing weight then i congratulate them if someone says i've been working really hard and i lost some weight then i say congratulations but no but i think the whole thing that you shouldn't even say then because you don't know why like let's say I'm, like, really happy I lost weight, but I have, like, an eating disorder. Like, that's problematic for you to congratulate me, even though I'm happy about it. Because I'm condoning... Because you're, you're condoning me losing weight for the long reasons, if that makes sense. Well, no, I'm just saying, if someone says to me, I've been working really hard to lose weight, and they're, like, proud to show it, I just say congrats. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's my job to go into people's life and ask them... That's what I feel, too. Right. That, was, that was my thing, but, too. No, but I, I think that just because someone loses weight, I don't always congratulate someone because they lost weight because I don't know why they lost weight. But if someone tells me, I worked hard, I lost weight, I'm happy I did it, then I congratulate them. Um, I also love that like uh, Lizzo posted that uh, picture of herself like doing On her like, before and after. No, one is a picture of her when she was like uh, homeless living in her car and she was skinny, or skinnier than she is now. And then the next one was a, was a picture of her. Like, you know, she's voluptuous and she's a big girl. And it was a picture of her on the cover of Time magazine. So her before and after was more about, like, look how far I've come in my career, which I really love that. Oh, I didn't see that picture. That sounds fierce, so. Well, it was a whole thing she posted. It was like, look how far 10 years can take you. Like, 10 Oh, years when everyone's doing that fucking 10 year challenge thing. And her 10 year challenge was I, my dad had died. I was homeless living out of my car. I remember this. Time, yes, yes. Time yes. magazine entertainer of the year. Um, yeah, but I think it's yeah. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to congratulate people on their on their uh, body transformations if it's something that they're proud of. Yeah, I guess. Well, I I yeah, I see that too. But I, the article I was reading was saying basically, I think it was in them. 
I wish I could try to look it up, um, was saying that, let's say, okay, let's say I have an eating disorder, and I'm like, and I'm like, ooh, I've been working so hard to lose weight. Ooh, I, I, look, I feel like I look so good now. But I've been like, you know, being bulimic or whatever that is. I'm still doing it in an unhealthy way, but I'm looking for the validation. And you tell me, oh, man, you look great. It will incite me to, it, to do it more, even if I have been working hard. See what I'm saying? So it's like, don't comment. Anyway, it's, it's not what it's happening about the losing weight. Just be like, don't even comment on it. It's what, the art, it's what the crux of the article was trying to say. I mean, I haven't read the article. That seems rude for someone to be like, oh, my God, I've been working on so much weight. Look at my body. You just go, anyway, let's go over. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. mean, I, I think also there's, there's probably a chance that this writer is writing from their own personal experience, and they probably had some bad. Uh, there's probably some pattern, some uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for behavior they've exhibited themselves. They probably did something bad to, to lose weight, something they consider bad to lose weight, and they got compliments on it, and then started doing that more. But um, I like to assume the best in people. See, my friend recently came out on Facebook. Recently, he had like a whole long post of he's like reverse anorexic. If that makes sense. Um, and he's always had body dysmorphia that he was... What is a reverse anorexic? What, what does that mean? Uh, I want to look it up so I don't fuck it up. But it's like not... It's like the... Uh, shit. I'll look it up. He said he's reverse anorexic. You, you keep talking, I'll look it up. Um, well, no, because I want to make sure I'm saying it the right way, too. So I don't sound like a Muscle idiot. dysmorphia. It's called reverse anorexia. Yeah, yeah it's body a form dysmorphia. of body dysmorphic disorder that affects males and females. Sufferers develop a pathological preoccupation with their muscularity, believing themselves to be small and weak, no matter how large their muscles. Yes, he has. They call it like bigorexia or the Adonis complex. Yeah, and or uh, muscle dysmorphia. Dysphoria. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that was even a thing. Yeah, no, there's no, I know, I have friends who I know who, like, I talk to them, they, they, like, no matter how big and muscle they are, they just don't, they, like, call themselves weak or they, they diminish their gains, uh, by, uh, being like, I don't know, it, it, it's, it is interesting. I've, I've, I've lately gotten very happy with my body and, like, where my body is. Yeah. Um, um, I still uh, the, uh, the adjustments I want to make my body all the time I constantly want to have some new goal or I fluctuate a lot I'm like so I've always been a big girl I've been a big girl my whole life but I have gotten smaller and I've gotten bigger but I just think like my body is comfortable at a, a more heartier <laughs> physique but I think I, I think I just always want to be smaller you know I mean maybe I would like to lose a little bit of my belly but um I think uh, I genuinely feel like my my I like the way my body looks now more than I have ever liked it in my whole life. And that is T. Work. Look at you. Remember when you were in um, Berkeley and you were working out a lot? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, I, I was working a nine to five, basically. So I had a lot of time after work every day. And then I switched to doing the shows uh, which means I had my entire days off. So, which is better because you go to the gym, there's no one there during the day. It was great. Right. Also, there's just really hot guys at the gym too. Have you ever, have you ever hooked up at the gym? Not even once. Really? Never, not once. So I used to go to the before. So Bally Total Fitness was a. I think Bally was was only in New York City or in like the tri state area maybe. And no, we ba- had it. We had it in Atlanta. We had it in Atlanta. Oh, work. Well, there was a Bally Total Fitness. There was one on 33rd Street, between 33rd, it's on 33rd Street, between 7th and 6th, I think that is. And um, it was the, it was the, it was the gym where, like, I hooked up there maybe, like, four times. It was, like, the showers were really, the showers were in, like, cubicles, so, like, part of it was exposed and part of it wasn't. And, like, if you would, like, go in the showers and you would go to, like, the back showers in the back right, those are kind of secluded from the other ones. And, like, if someone was, like, across from you, you could, like, see what's going on. I used to hook up in that gym all the time, Bob. I used to work out at David Barton, and there was a lot of gym hooking up, but I never engaged in it. Like in what? In like the sauna room, the steam room? No, right by the uh, treadmills. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! No. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Jeez. Oh, I'm about to say work. No, in, in 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 the showers or whatever. I never went in the steam room. I don't know, but I mean, David Barton, which no longer exists, uh, is just like was this super gay gym. Yeah. Um, Actually, Suzanne Barsh used to date David Barton. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Was he queer? Like, was like, what was the tea with that? I I, I don't. I mean, I don't know uh, the, uh, this person's full life. 
I just know Suzanne Barsh used to date David Barton. Work, that's fair. I did not know that. I mean, but listen, gay men, you cannot stop gay men from hooking up. If there's a will, there's a gay men will find a way to fucking put a dick in their mouth. I mean, yeah, I mean, sex is really important to queer people. Uh, and it's also like when you, part of it, part of it thinks, like me, it's part of my brain thinks it's because when you have a community that's based around sexual attraction, then that's amplified. And it's also the shame. Yeah. It's like us, 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 as a, you're, you're taught that your sex, like your sexuality, is something that you, that you should be ashamed of. So it's like, so when yeah. you get together with your good duties, you really <laughs> ramp it up to ten. <laughs> it's a way. Like, when I, you I, first I, came out, were you when you first came out, were you really gay? Um, I, I, I've said this before. I never really had like a coming out moment. I didn't have. There wasn't like a moment I like told my friends and my family that I was gay. It was like. When I started doing drag, I'm like, I'm doing this drag, and I kissed this guy. It wasn't like, I was like, okay, so everyone, I have something to tell you. I'm coming out. I never had that experience. So, and also growing up in New York City, I've always been a pretty sexual person, you know, since high school, going to little, like little fucking, those little glory hole shops down fucking 8th Avenue. So I never really had a thing where I was like, this coming out moment, I want to see you really turn it up, you know? Let's talk about this last thing real quick. Uh, this... I, I hosted the Glam Awards oh, with yes. Britta Filter, and this guy, uh, Daniel Nardisio. I want to say, say his name. Don't be a pussy. Well, okay, I, I don't use pussy as a pejorative. I just want to throw that out there. That was Monet Exchange. I don't talk about women's bodies like that. Or not just women, people with vaginas. Right. Wow, um, Bob. Wow. Yeah, I said people with vaginas. Um, anyway... Um, Daniel Nardicio uh, called Nardicio. me a mammy on stage. Called me a mammy on stage. Yeah, I heard about that. Someone who went to Glam Awards like specifically called me and told me about that experience. He's like, someone called Bob a mammy on stage, and I was like, and Oof. and this other queen, Sissy Walken, who I don't really know, she got pretty up. She wrote a like a whole statement about it and how wrong it was and then Daniel Nardisio responded with the age old adage it's just a joke um go see Bianca on tour um it's just a joke um and about oh. how he'd reach out to me and, and like apologize or whatever okay is Sissy Walken is, does she identify identify is she a cis white male is she a well is she a, a white male I or don't black? I don't know honestly I mean I've, I've you know you know drag is hard to tell what people look like you know what I mean uh, yeah. So I don't know how Sissy Walken identifies. Uh, Sissy Walken's name is Trevor Nalepka. Mm. Um, and that's all I know. Sissy Walken, and then, and then in parentheses, they have the name Trevor Nalepka. Um, and I do not know anything else about this person. I just found a picture of him as a boy. If I was to look at this person, I would assume Caucasian. But again, he may be... I've seen Mexican people look like this. I've seen black people look like this. So again, I don't. You remember know for Louis, sure. Louis? Louis used my older sister used to look white. He used to oh, look bad right. white. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah. and then there were the discussions open about it, if that is okay for Daniel to do, and if it is offensive. Um, him again. I wasn't there. I don't know the context, how it all happened. I don't know if you guys want stage banter. I don't know what it was. So what happened you- was, I'll give you the context. I, you know, when, when I host Glam Wars, I say I make a lot of jokes about people here and there. Like I'll make jokes about someone's outfit or their whatever. Or who knows, whatever. And then I guess Daniel wanted to play along as well. So when I got on stage, he made a bunch of jokes about me being really old. And then the joke ended with him saying, "You were my mammy." Hearing that information, I'm not personally offended by Mammy. Um, about him, about, if it was me, I wouldn't personally be offended by it. I probably would have tried to follow up with a joke. But again, I think it's the thing of when you're at like a drag show and you hear the host say a lot of jokes, like you, like you, like, kind of like, not kind of like you said, like you said, he's trying to participate in like being on it too and like, I'm funny too, I'll make a thing. So, in the context, I would not be offended. But again, I'm not you. How do you feel? Were you, were you offended when he said that joke? I wasn't offended. Um, I think he did the most offensive thing in comedy, which is when you're not funny. <laughs> but I wasn't <laughs> offended by it. Um, did I find it offensive? It did not offend me, but I, but I can see that it is. It is. I, I do think it was an offensive joke, but it did not offend me in that moment. Oh yeah, I could, def- I could def- I definitely see how it could be offensive. But yeah, I wouldn't. Have, were his other jokes funny? 
about you being old or whatever. I mean, it was like you're old. You you you've been around. I I think uh, when I first started nightlife, Bob the drag queen was in her early forties or something like that. I can't remember. I can't really remember them all. Um, but it ended. the 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 big punchline was you were my mammy. Got it. Um, and I think I just made another joke about him, and then the night moved on, and I didn't really think much about it. But several people commented to me, they were like, "Oh my god, Daniel called you a mammy," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, but it, it didn't really stick with me. But yeah. I can, but you know, I, I I have this concept too, where like, if someone is offended, you can't just like if I've told joke, I've told jokes that have offended a lot of people over the years. Um, and if someone is offended, you it, it doesn't necessarily help you to be like, "That's stupid. You can't be offended." Like people's feelings are valid, and that's how they feel in that moment. That's what's popping. That's how they feel. You know what I mean? Well, I guess the conversation is: Do white people do it? Are they allowed to be offended by this joke? Like, is Sissy you're allowed Welcome to, allowed you're to, allowed to, be, to? You're allowed to do anything. I mean, you can't if you can't control. Okay, how not you allowed feel, to. So. Should she? Should Sissy Walken be offended by Daniel's joke to you? Because uh, I also want to. I also want it to be a thing where I feel what I try to be conscious of. I don't like white people to tell me how I should feel about something. So I'm like, am I, if I just hear this, again, my gut reaction was like, I'm not offended. But then I don't want to be the thing of, well, Sissy said that I should be. So maybe I am. Yeah, I am offended. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I can't say whether or not white people, like, I mean, are you, I would want to say, like, you're allowed to feel however you want to feel. And sometimes you can't, you just can't help how you feel in the moment. It's a knee-jerk feeling. It's a knee-jerk reaction. It's the way you feel instantly. So you can't really help that you feel offended. Um, is it Sissy Walken's job to call it out? That's for you to, that's for individuals to decide. If you see injustice, should you call it out? You're right. And I think that that is not a bad, um, I don't think that's a bad quality. I think seeing injustice and calling it out, I mean, anytime you've ever spoken up about trans rights, was that your job? This is true. To to be offended for them? Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like if you're going to be in the business of saying offensive things, which I am, uh, if someone calls you out, you have to just accept it. You have to just accept that that's how they're feeling and base your reaction on that. Okay, so I think I should call you out about what you said about me earlier. What did I say? Um, you mean the thing when I said you start sentences but you don't know how you're going to finish them? Yeah, that. Yeah, because that's what you just did again, Mary. No, I was good. Just literally looking for the language to say it um, eloquently. Uh, I think we we have it, Monet. We had did it. We did a whole episode. I think you don't have anything. Anything what? What do you mean? <laughs> Monet, you're you're really. Uh, what time is it where you are? Because you are not. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm with it, honey. Of your it is five oh six p.m., Mama. I feel great. It was so. You should be more on top of things because this is messy, honey. You're messy. This is not your best work. You're messy. Boots. Oh my god, Monet. It's, so is 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 the is the last like minute of the podcast going to be you repeating back everything I say? No, I'm not going to repeat what you say, boo. I'm saying what I want to say. But really quick, don't you find it interesting? That it sounds eerily similar to what I'm saying. I did the video of Nene Leagues talking about taking her her friends out to dinner. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> what what if I died right here in the podcast? What would you do? I mean, I probably wouldn't know you were dead. Um, I would probably like say your name and see if you were listening. And then if you didn't respond, I would probably call you back. And if you didn't respond, then I would probably like wait like a few minutes, call <laughs> you again. And if you didn't respond again, then I would probably call someone on tour and have them go check on you. But would you really? But would you really do that? Okay, I'm really trying to think. If you started to cough like that, you just stopped responding. I would probably do those steps you did. I would try to call you. I would, but then I, I wouldn't. Well, if you hung up the phone, it would cut off the call. Then I would try to call you back if we didn't answer. And then maybe I would text Kennedy. I don't think I would get wild and like start like calling the VH1 producer. I mean the MTV producer, uh, HBO producers. No, I didn't say I would call the producer. I would just call someone. But I would call Kim. Be like, hey Kim, can you check on Monet? She like started coughing and like she's not responding. I just want to make sure she's fine. Okay, yeah, that's that, that seems appropriate. Um, the other thing like I, I had a scenario s- similar to this, um, where like Ezra was had like the flu or something, 
and he was texting me earlier in the day, but then he like wasn't texting me at all. And I was like, what is going on? He sounded like he sounded like really sick. Like I like I was like, this is insane. So then I was like called up uh, a common well his friend, um, who I know. Um anyway, it was like, Can you go check on Ezra? So I mean, I probably just follow those precautions again. Wow. You don't sound very excited about it. Bob. I don't like when you talk like that. Well, I'm a little upset you haven't come to meet your niece yet. Who had niece? My your niece, my new little my little baby. Oh, C- Colleen the cat. Colleen the cat. Colleen the cat. Niece of Bob the drag queen. I, let's, I need to go to her baptism before I, I, I confirm that she's my niece. How's your uh, your your pretty litter journey going? Oh, it is going fabulously. I mean, honestly, when they say that it is kitty litter reinvented, it is true. Pretty litter is those little lightweight crystals. They are turning me out. There is no stink. There is no dust. It's dust-free everything. I love it. And you will not stop going on and on about how these lightweight bags show up at your door and the shipping's absolutely free so you don't have to go to the store. I do imagine, honestly, I imagine hauling kitty litter back from Whole Foods is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And honestly, what is the, 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 the what did I say? The piece de resistance? <laughs> is a, it is a really good health indicator because it monitors Colleen's health by changing colors when it like detects potential underlying issues. And it's just, honestly, it is innovation at his best. I love it. What in the kitty litter science is going on over at Pretty Litter Labs, honey? Can they detect when she has an attitude problem, too? You know what? It do. She be like a little fuchsia. But you know what? If y'all want to get the world's smartest litter without leaving home, visit prettylitter.com and use promo code RIVALRY for 20% off your first order. Well, I want to say it. That's prettylitter.com promo code RIVALRY for 20% off. Prettylitter.com Promo code rivalry. How was that? Not riverly rivalry. <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> Welcome to a new segment called Black. 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 Okay, let's talk about this thing, Monet. What? I was so okay. First of all, let's be uh, let's keep it one hundred because we are known for anything is we are known for keeping it one hundred on this podcast. <laughs> we like Derek Barry. Keep it one hundred. Okay. Yes, girl. So I we're doing this new segment. Black. 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 <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. I laughed so hard. I just farted a little bit. I'm really sorry. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I gotta be too. Are you eating healthy? Because if so, I have it's, eating, gonna, it's gonna stay. I have eating healthy. But you know, healthy farts be the worst. But also, I took a big one the other day, girl. So I'm a little loose still. Oh my god! That's anyway, the tea. so so <laughs> oh god, we're we're god. doing this new black 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 section, <laughs> and I I want to bring in professional because y'all be dragging us when we say something wrong, bitch. Okay, the uh, the other day. <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> said O'Shea Wallace instead of O'Shea Jackson because I was thinking of Christopher Wallace. Then I was thinking about the fact that some of the biggest names in rap were named Christopher. Oh, so you think that you're going to be a famous rapper one day? Okay, I don't go by, wow, you just really uh, put my government Okay, out bitch, if I Google Bob the Drag Queen, first yeah, of all. never forget that I'm Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> Never all, forget that. You know what it is when you Google your name, it's not a picture of drag, it's you as a boy that comes out. What's wrong with what's wrong with me out of drag? Bob the drag queen, it shouldn't be in drag. What's wrong with me being out of drag? When you Google Bob the Drag Queen, it's a picture of a boy that comes up. Well, you. Just some young um <laughs> First, the first image is a picture of me in drag, and then then all these fucking pictures of me at this goddamn fucking oh, it must your have, show. It must have changed. All the pictures of me over <laughs> your show. <laughs> That's the third okay, y'all, Google Bob the Drag Queen sex look images. The third picture is the picture Bob hates that goes up with him. It's, anyway, <laughs> so we do this new segment, black, 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 black. So I wanted to, um, I really where wanted, we are highlighting Black History, and again, so Bob, good. So I didn't want to keep doing them because. The other day, oh, well, I was saying about Christopher Rios, Christopher, Rios. Christopher Wall, Chris, uh, Big Pun. I don't know his. I don't know anything about his I name. Was, his name was Christopher Rios. Got it. And of course, Biggie Smalls was was also Chris, yeah. Um, anyway, that's not the point. So, because y'all be dragging hoes for saying something wrong once on accident. Um, I didn't want to get into this, but I want to talk about this. Uh, this guy named Dapper Dan. So Dapper Dan is this designer mm-hmm. based out of Harlem. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, he made it popular. You ever see these brands where if you go to the Louis Vuitton store and you see the LV on everything, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, like Louis the bags. Vuitton, the per- yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Gucci symbol, everything. Uh-huh. He started that. So what he did okay, was- Okay, what do you mean he started that? He, okay. just, he didn't make the logos. No, no, no. He stole the logos. Mm. And then he printed it on the fabric. 
And then, because he, what happened was he one day saw a guy walk in his, his uh, shop with a name brand bag. It was like a Louis Vuitton bag or something or a Gucci uh-huh. bag. And he had no idea what it was. And, and no, he knew what it was, but everyone kept freaking out. Oh, my God, that's a Gucci bag. That's a Gucci bag. Oh, okay. Feeling new because they saw like the word Gucci on it or something. Uh-huh. So he was like, what if you could tell it was Gucci from across the street? Mm. What if you saw it was Gucci from every angle? Word. So then he printed out this fabric with all these infamous, like with, with the infamous Gucci logo on it. Uh-huh. And then he would make outfits out of them and sell them to like Lil' Kim, sell them to Oh, so these were not, so it was not custom. It it was not like, it was official. Unofficial, there we go. Yes. Gag. It'd be like if I broke into the Gucci store, stole some fabric, and then gave it to one of our designers. But back then, like, you know, Photoshop and stuff wasn't how it is today. How did he, I'm wondering, how did he get the logos and stuff? I mean, I imagine through like a printing, through some sort of like a screen printing fabric. something like that. So what ended up happening was he, uh. I'm acting like he was doing it in like the 1920s, like a fucking cotton gin. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, W.E.D.B. Du Bois. Cotton gin. <laughs> um, so then he ended up. Um, ha- they they sent him a cease and desist. Gag. They were like, "You cannot do this." His store got shut down, and then he went underground for like twenty years. Like he was still selling his stuff, but doing it underground for like legit twenty years. And then one of his jackets that he designed. Was- now this is where it gets where it gets gaggy because uh-huh. Black Twitter came in. Oh, oh, black. Oh, let me tell you something. Black Twitter, they will, will gather you like a ponytail, like a motherfucking ponytail, <laughs> girl. That's my favorite thing you said. Where did you say that? At? I heard that somewhere when you and I were talking. He said the bitch. They gathered her like a. Because I imagine, you know, I remember my cousins. Whenever we go play, and uh-huh. they had to pull their hair up, and they went. Oh my god, sorry, my neighborhood. And they had a scrunchie around her. My cousin Amanda. Uh-huh. And you know, you know, my cousin, my family, they are they are the black girls who do who have no ed- edges. Like <laughs> right by the temple, there's just, there's just no hair there on any of the black women in my family. I don't know what it is. It's genetic. And Amanda will pull that fucking scrunchie off Bids. and gather that ponytail. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but I'm like scraping my head, pulling it up, and then you wrap it around. Then you pull the scrunchie off, and then you grab uh-huh. some black magic or some uh-huh. blue magic. The black magic, the black gel, girl. Flip you it flick up. that bitch up. Oh, I live. So anyway, so Black Twitter got together and they real because here's the thing, you can't here's here's the gag here's how the law works, you can copyright a flat image. So for example, the Monet Exchange logo, do you, yeah, I don't really have a logo, but the picture of you dropping the money, yeah, if you purchase that. And you say, this is mine. This belongs to me. Uh-huh. No one else can print that logo. They're not allowed to print that. However, you cannot copyright or trademark designs. So, Diane von Furstenberg, the rap coat, everyone Anyone can, can make, make a rap. Yeah, every, everyone makes a rap, a rap dress. Even though she made the rap dress. First. Anyone can make one. Got it. Which is why a lot of these fashion brands, they all have, you see, they all oh, have. Oh, they all set. have their own rap dress and, But they also, everyone has this, like, in, in one year, everyone has the skinny jean. Everyone has the skinny jean. Yeah. Everyone has a, off the shoulder this. Everyone. Right. You remember the, 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 the 50 Cent tank top? Oh, yeah, bitch. And with, with, with the little um, it red, looks white, like a blue, blue, red, vest white, or something. blue. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a really well, tight. G, 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 So, he had this design, and I'm going to pull it up so you can see it. Dapper Dan made this coat for Gucci mm. and then black Twitter and then years later like 20 years later Gucci actually made that coat work and they were like uh credit Mr. Dapper Dan and because but because Dapper but, Dan couldn't sue uh-huh. They were like, well, black Twitter gathered. they were like, well, bitch, what you going to do? This any, any this is just a random coat. It's, it's literally just a design. And then black Twitter was like, but you owe him because you just took his design. And but anyone can recreate a design, though. But in the court of public opinion, you okay, will not be it. favorable. Got it. So because Black Twitter was like, you owe him, and Dapper Dan had no legal recourse, yeah. then they... So this is the one Dapper Dan made, and this is the one that uh, Gucci Oh, Well, made. that Gucci one is fly, though. That, well, I like, mean, well, they had more resources. That patent did. leather... Oh, well, I want that coat, bitch. Well, they had they had more. So this is the original, and this is the, the Dapper Dan is fly too. With a lot of Dapper Dan, this is Louis. This is Gucci. Oh, well, but, but what I'm saying is the Gucci silhouette stole, is the same. Gucci stole the the silhouette. The silhouette. Yeah, got it. So she's so beautiful. So too. after Black Twitter gathered them together, Dapper Dan now works at Gucci. Really? And he has a story in her own with a with a Gucci symbol. Up on the fucking. Oh my god, can we go get some Dapper Dan clothes? Bitch, can we get a four Dapper Dan? Dapper Dan, can, honey. Let me get, wait till season three of We're Here and then I'll go buy some, some Dapper Dan clothes. Oh, well, I want season two of The Exchange and I can afford it. 
Must be nice. <laughs> also, bear in mind that um, so when people see when he sells these clothes, like uh, L. Cool J, little Kimberly, little, little, little small Kimberly, <laughs> um, people would then go to Gucci, and be like, "Oh, I want this jacket," and Gucci would be like, "This jacket doesn't exist. Word. This is a knockoff. It's not, it's not even knockoff. It's just." Using their logo mm-hmm. on a completely that is a knockoff. That becomes a knockoff. Well, no, I mean, not knockoff. knockoff. It's like right, not, right exactly. Right. It's, this bitch, Gucci did the knockoff. Yeah, they knocked off him. Absolutely, Gucci did the knockoff. I have to say, I also thought Dapper Dan because I'm like so. I thought Dapper Dan was like some young like ASAP Rocky, uh, uh, Ty Dolla Sign rapper. These I didn't realize he was this old man. I also feel like there's probably a couple of Dapper Dans in the world. I like I've heard I've, I've heard that name associated with somebody who's not this man. There's but, probably a few like just even with fucking Annie. Hey ho, but man, hey Dapper. Dapper Dan, Dapper Dan is a is a common phrase for men who dress. Nice we, we just singing some Annie. Sh- like it's from Annie. Old? Yeah, it's called uh, "You Never Fully Dress Without a Smile." Um, oh my God! Thank you for the little um Black History moment. Anyway, um, good talking to you, sis. Was that your clever wrap up? I don't. I never said it was clever. What we all agree on something. We can end on one thing we agree on. One thing we agree on. What a, what are you on right now? Like what is this thing you're doing? This is my impression of Whoopi Goldberg. This is how she talks on the view. It's time <laughs> that to go. So good. It's, that was so good. It's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> good, goodbye, Mona. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.